Hello, and welcome to Learn It From a Layman. I am Carl Christensen, back with Cameron Christensen. Cameron, you want to say hi? Hi. Uh, and Tim, unfortunately, has weaseled his way back into the uh, cyberspace that we uh, tried to block him from. Like the common cold, like- you think I'm gone, and then inexplicably, I return. I said new jokes, Tim. New jokes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought you said new jokes. And I was like, no way. You dirty. We're not gonna Just to let the audience in on why I said I'm saying new jokes. Uh, we had tried a, uh, we had, let's say a bit of technical, technical difficulty <laughs> starting this podcast the first time. And that should prepare you for the uh, quality of the material that is about to follow. Um, unfortunately, we were missing Matt this week, and uh, about a, a month, you know, our last episode was mostly presented by Matt and was one of our highest performing episodes. And so apparently all of you are probably right now wondering why he's not available and why you're listening to me and Cameron and Tim instead, but that is what you have to deal with. And please, please listen. <laughs> anyway, subject of the uh, podcast today will be measurement of time. So this is going to be different than some of the time-related stuff that we talked about uh, during our physics podcast. Um, We're going to be talking more about uh, units of measurement for time and uh, the history of measuring time. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about um, time perception and time awareness and those types of things. But um, but we're going to start off with kind of a, a very layman level of year numbering. So I'm going to let Cameron tell us a little bit about what, um, what's, not why it, we are currently in the year 2019. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. So I believe before random people took out things in our numbering system or changed what they meant, um, like AD and BC, so from what I understood it and grew up, BC was before Christ and AD was after the event or some Latin word that meant that. And that's how we number. So from um, Christ's birth to now, it has been 2019 years. So that where that's why we're at 2019. All right. Yes. So Thank you. That's what I'm going with. Good. Cool. That is more or less correct. Uh, Tim, anything, any uh, additional comments? Yeah, well, just... Uh, oh, that's good uh, enough. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> that's, that's a, I actually said it all super fast. If you slow down this recording and listen to it at one-tenth of the speed, you'll hear an entire lecture. It's, yeah. I was just going to add I, that AD was Anno Domini, or however you say it, the year of our Lord. Um, and so, yeah, then, yeah. Correct. Yep. yep, Yes, but now they have changed the meanings of those to something else, which I don't know. And quite frankly, Uh CE, which stands for common era. Um, if I remember right, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the, and that's relatively recent, I believe, the, the addition of the uh, CE um, addition uh, to the those uh, those abbreviations, to those those terms. Um, and but originally, right, the, this numbering system, the year uh, 
numbering system did come was introduced by the Romans, um, and that is uh, at least that's my understanding. So essentially, uh, obviously, given a Western the history of Western Euro- the history of Western Europe and the um, prevalence of Christianity uh, in that area. Uh, that was the calendar system came to, or the year counting system revolved around what they what how they figured what when the birth of Christ was so yeah before Christ on our domini or domini uh, in the year of our Lord uh, and that didn't actually start being counted uh, officially in at least uh, in the in the Roman Empire until what I'm reading here it's in the year 525 AD is when it was actually formalized before that the Romans were using a different system of counting years that uh, was counted from the from the foundation of the uh, Rome of Rome and so that was the way that they were counting years before that and as so obviously pre western civilization pre um, globalization of the uh, of the world you know different cultures different societies had different ways of counting years uh, and so obviously Egypt Mesoamerica um, you know Mesopotamia China, China, Middle East, exact, all had their own ways of measuring years and counting them. And so it's only been in the last, you know, uh, 500 years or so that these things have become more sta- standardized. And because the Western world was the first to kind of, well, uh, to some degree, Hunter. colonize. <laughs> uh, yeah, and some uh, imperial type of um, uh, takeover, we uh, kind of standardized from the top down. There is some bottom up. Um, adoption as well but uh, but that's the way that uh, that became ubiquitous um, across the globe to use the, the uh, Roman um, year year system Tim I cut you off which I like to do but I was gonna go back and just ask if you had anything else to say <laughs> uh, not not much um, I Cameron commented on the kind of feeling a little bit of um, consternation at the the change from you know bc and ad to the you know bce and ce system and and i share some of his feelings i i do understand how in kind of the globalized world where you know the large you know the majority of people are using this numbering system don't um you know don't trace back a a tradition in christianity as once was the case when it was the just the Western world using the system. So, I mean, I, I get why they would kind of change the the acronym. But at the same time, it feels a bit contrived to me because we're still, you know, measuring from the same spot. It's not like using different, you know, letters changes the fact that we're still measuring time from the, you know, estimation of the, the birth date of Christ. And so it well, just seems to me a little like, really, you know, <laughs> it's just contrived. But well, uh, I mean, if it stands for common error, era, I mean, you would have to be like, I mean, first off, you would have to deny, um, define an era, which is what, like a thousand years, right? Something oh, like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I even what they mean by common era. You know, so common in what way? Technically, our BCE should be constantly moving up. Or you know, if it's common yeah. era, only relevant era would be within the last hundred years, which would be common to everybody. You know. 
Yeah, we could have reset. I feel that you have a problem. Yeah, they're obviously trying to keep. It's an issue that lots of you know engineers run across. You're trying to maintain support for an older system while uh, you know kind of adapting it to a newer, uh, a new playing field. And so, yeah, I mean, it kind of uh, like I said, Tim said they're trying to adapt it to uh, people that don't associate it with a particular event or or any event that they have any significance with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So. And, and I will I'll say I feel like there's kind of two things going on. One, going on. one is kind of globalizing it and, and, you know, generalizing it. They're making it generic so that, you know, anyone can use it, which doesn't bother me so much. I do feel like it is part of a modern trend to kind of wash um faith and religion out of the public sphere in general and that does kind of annoy me a little bit i i don't think i feel like our society has a tendency to be real touchy about religion and to just kind of erase it from uh, yeah the the public sector and and so anything that's shared among people we have to kind of you know erase or or at least sweep under the rug references to or religion which is it's so deeply ingrained in anything i mean you look at at the, some of the most common words in our language and they have you know these religious roots just people don't realize it and it just again it all seems a little a little you know like papering things over to me and and kind of plugging our ears so sure and uh, as we'll see as we talk more about time measurements here there are lots of, lots of the uh, ways that we measure time uh, are all have histories in cultures that we might not have agreed with in the past. We generally don't care, but for whatever reason, current sensitivities are what they are. And uh, so, yeah, uh, the numbering system, if you want to refer to it as BC or BCE, then uh, I don't personally care. But yeah, it, it, that's we'll, we'll move on from that topic for now. But uh, the uh, one interesting thing before we move on, though, is the Chinese calendar, where most calendaring systems, most number year numbering systems historically counted up, right? They, um, in the case of obviously Christ's birth, we're talking before that we were counting down, you know, in retro as we look back, <laughs> we're counting down and then back up. But um, uh, in the case of the Chinese system, the years are not count, they're not in a sequence. Um, not an infinite sequence, at least. Uh, it is they go in sixty-year repeats, um, and so they go every sixty years. They they start it back over, um, and so that is uh, how the Chinese did their count their year uh, their calendar before, obviously standardizing to some extent. Obviously, they still celebrate the Chinese New Year and all those types of things, but that's mostly just culturally in actual business and and uh, in international. Um, you know, conversations. I'm, you know, they still obviously respect the uh, the what has become the global calendar now. So, just uh, thought that was interesting. Okay, yeah. now we're going to move to months. All right. Well, actually, before we move to months, we have to talk a little bit about. So, the idea of a year is pretty clear cut uh, as far as we're talking about one revolution, not revolution, one orbit of the uh, Earth around the Sun, right? And that's been pretty clear to uh, to you know civilization for thousands and thousands of years. 
um, that that now how they were going to split that up between uh, seasons and all those types of things that was that's kind of what we're going to dive into now but the idea of a year being one revolution or one you know the seasons changing from uh, winter to spring to summer to fall and back to winter that's that was pretty clear to everyone as to what you know that's a year um, but uh, how to split that up into different meaningful segments uh, is is interesting history as well especially given you know the how important the calendar is in our in our society now and, and there are so many archaic things that we don't even think about and so that's we're going to talk a little bit about our our months uh, here now in the month of December or December, um, mm-hmm. you'd imagine that that would be the tenth month. Tenth month? Yeah, you would, yes. wouldn't you? You'd be wrong. Because October, you know, eight being odd. Of course, and that is also month. the eighth month, right? No. Um, it, it, it all goes back to in the in the Roman Empire, or actually in the in the Middle Ages, where a uh, a monk was carrying all the months of the year to print on a calendar. And um, had them on note cards, and he tripped and shuffled them. You know, they got all scrambled. He put them back together. He was in a rush, went in, they put them into print, and distributed all the copies. And ever since then, uh, no, no, Tim, that's what we call fake news. <laughs> but it sells Tim? so well. <laughs> Tim, do you also work for the Onion Network? <laughs> hey, we should do. Uh, well, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> we'll try to keep things pretty factual here. Um, okay, so in reality, do either of you know? Because I certainly didn't before researching this. Where uh, and which months existed uh, when the uh, you know back when December actually meant tenth month? What what was? Do either of you know the history behind that? Not really. I do remember that. It was Rome that actually came up with a lot of the months and right. organized it. Yeah. Hence yeah. the reason we have several Roman emperors' names in months. So, And that's right. July and August are the new additions, and they're the ones who bumped everything up two months. So, so being inserted before October, um, the two extra months pushed October up to the 10th and November to the 11th and December to the 12th. That's what most people believe. And it is untrue. Fake news, Carl. It sells. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, originally, um, the calendar of King Romulus was uh, Wait, was a. Isn't ten- that from Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> Not that Romulus. Not a Romulan. Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it had it had ten months, um, and it started in March. Uh, that was the first month. Uh, That's was, why in the army to this day, when they want you to start, they say March. Uh, no, no, that's also wow. You, this is why people don't listen to us. <laughs> I'm like Matt's, alt, you know, like I'm the yang to his yin. But, no? but we, but we need Matt in order to contrast you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no one here to to tell the truth, and the, well, you're doing a good job, I think. So carry on. I need well, something else to contradict. <laughs> right. Um, and so essentially, uh, they started it in March. They started the calendar in March, and it went through t- to December. And it was, um, 
remember what, how many days were in that calendar, but it, w it didn't actually cover the full year. And the general idea was that the days that were not inside of that calendar just didn't matter because they weren't part of the heart, like the actual like harvesting year. Uh, and so whatever, oh. let's not even count them. Um, and so uh, it wasn't until um, later uh, when uh, I remember get the name here. Uh, one, another one of the Roman emperor, emperors, um, I believe it was Julius, uh, the Julian calendar, correct, um, came in and said uh, he had spent some time in Egypt and had noticed that they had a 365 day year. Uh, and it seemed to make a lot of sense. And so he went through the, um, call it uh, the bureaucracy of trying to get the calendar changed, which is pretty easy when you're in charge. Um, <laughs> and that's why to this day, that popular song goes, calendar like an Egyptian. I don't think that's my word. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm pushing too hard, aren't I? Uh, hopefully people are coming back for the comedic effect now more than the uh, the factual uh, input here um, no the but yeah so it's been it's been 2,000 years essentially that that at least the Western civilization um, has been able has had a, a um, 12 month calendar and so um, wait wait you didn't finish the story he comes back and he's oh, like he, he, he got the julian calendar he went through sat down and, and figured out with his advisors or whatever that they needed a um a calendar that that actually had uh that more or less had 365 days um and so they added those two extra months before march january and february were the additions um and uh that is so that is when december the tenth month in September, no, you know, October, November, December. All of a sudden, those lost their meaning. So uh, it's was January actually... and February that bumped them forward. Yep, that's correct. Really? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, what about July and August then? So those did used to have different names. So they um, just renamed them. Correct. Uh, mm -hmm. And so they renamed what was Quintilis and Sextilis, um, okay. which were the month, the fifth, and the sixth months had already become the uh, seventh and eighth months to July and um, August, uh, obviously honoring their, you know, their themselves. Um, yeah. But, good, yeah. <laughs> but they, they had already become displaced in the calendar by the time so, that they were renamed. So, so what, oh, so that renaming didn't happen at the same time? Uh, no, it did not. But like, did it happen within a few years? Like, was it during the time of Julius or, or Augustus? Uh, I don't know exactly the time frame for when those were added. Uh, I'd have to spend uh, exact. We're gonna I, let's just say I don't know because that's a good layman answer. I don't know <laughs> when when those were changed. Let's let's leave it to our many viewers to to uh, you discover it and you know leave in the comments. Right. You know. and tell us how stupid we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so, and and as many months did back in those days, um, they were they were kind of lunar lunar uh, influenced. They're um, months that were somewhere between. They weren't fully lunar months, but um, they they had 
there's a term for it and I can't find it right now, but um, they were influenced by the lunar cycles. And so the months either had 29 or 31 days. Um, and that was because they believed that odd numbers were unlucky or something along those lines, um, which is also explains what, so once they were trying to formalize all this, they figured out and, and get it to a 365 day calendar. They figured out that one of these months had to have an even number of days, and so they said, "Well, let's mess over February. It's a relatively newcomer, a relative newcomer." <laughs> uh, and why they went to 28, I couldn't. I don't remember exactly. Instead of going to 30, but uh, that's the way it shook out. Um, and so that's uh, kind of some of the facts about how the current um, calendar came together. But it is interesting that, like I said, the the Egyptians had this idea of a 365 day year be uh, down before. Uh, as did, I believe, many, uh, to some degree, the um, the Mayans. Um, and so uh, I guess the Western civilization is taking some of these good ideas and putting them together, but it, by no means the genesis of some of these ideas. Um, so uh, that's kind of the, the uh, bird's eye view of where the names come for the years. Uh, that was, so we had the Julian calendar, sorry, for the months, not the years. Uh, the... Uh, the Julian calendar, um, and then, oh, hold on, I just got your name, later in 8 BC, ah, there we go, 8 BC, Quintilius was named uh, Julius in 44 BC to honor Julius because it was a month after, a month of his birth, and so that was would, two years after, hold on, hold on, the, at the time Julius took office, the season's calendars were three months out of alignment. So Julius added two extra months in the year 46 BC. So it was only two years later that the uh, that uh, the fifth month was renamed to uh, um, July, which is okay. obviously by then the seventh month, but only two years uh, later. And then it was not until uh, 8 BC, so about 40 years later, uh, or 35, that they then changed um, August to uh, or Sextilis to um, Augustus or, uh, or August to um, honor of Caesar Augustus, which would yeah would have been during Augustus's reign and right and uh, right at uh, that's kind of funny right at the what would eventually become you know year zero of our modern reckoning yeah. of years right huh. yep yep and so uh, that uh, that calendar the Julian calendar kind of stayed that way for quite a while until the Gregorian calendar took over. So Pope Gregory VIII um, came up with, so they had leap years, everything was pretty good, but it wasn't perfect. And so the Gregorian calendar came in and essentially fixed it. Um, and, Is that and, when the year was like, you know, the winter was happening in the summer or something and Pope Gregory like had to come in and say, all right, chumps, we're going to just chop off a bunch of days and we're going to jump straight from, you know, like we're gonna skip a whole bunch of weeks or something. I think it did involve some of that. I don't have the specifics on that, but yeah, I do believe he had to. There were some some changes that went down um, in order to get things synced up again. And um, okay, so uh, around the 15th, so yeah, the 16th century is when this happened, and um, and that's when they we started recognizing that certain. You know, it wasn't every fourth year that there had to be a leap year. We had to make some exceptions in order to get the decimal, the, you know, the decimal place in order correctly, um, more or less, uh, or almost exactly um, at this point. So, 
uh, that the Gregorian calendar is what we have now, and it's very much like the Julian calendar with some some additional um, fixes in there in order to. So yeah, the, it, right here you go. Here you go, Tim. It says the Pope had cut ten days from the current calendar, uh, oh, so only jump, jumped from Og October fourth to October fifteenth the next day. So that's cool. It's not you know crazy. You know, it's not going to make a post-apocalyptic you know disaster film but uh <laughs> that's a good long nap though huh that's so right. did we time travel yes. Ooh. <laughs> we'll have to end with the discussion of time travel everyone's favorite topic yeah exactly anyway so that's uh we won't belabor this too much longer but i thought is interesting and like i said a lot of this is uh, some sort of misconception about which months were added and july and august messed up the whole thing well no actually that not the case. They did rename months that had also been named for numbers, but those numbers were already out of place by the time they were renamed. Though uh, it really happened at nearly the same time, only nearly, but right. But it, it, they weren't shoved in there like July, or January, and February were the the ones that were added. And it is also interesting then. So it explains why uh, January. You know, the middle of winter is the beginning of the year. Um, which doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, given that if you're thinking about, um, you know, thousands of Games years ago. would where, be like spring. Yeah, you'd imagine, yeah, that you're talking more about, um, you know, farmers and beginning of the year. If you think about old civilizations that were mostly uh, agricultural based, would said the beginning of the year probably would have been the heart you know, when they planted. Um, or, that makes sense. Or uh, astronomical, uh, solstice maybe. Sure, or solstice. Equinox. Yep. Uh, right something along those lines, but um, January doesn't make a lot of sense to be the beginning of the year until you understand the calendar a little bit more. So, uh -huh. so that is... Um, January why... always seemed like a two-faced month to me. <laughs> uh, awesome. Obscure Greek god pun? Maybe? Yes, I think, I think you've missed... That is certainly not a layman pun. I don't. I think you lost <laughs> most people there. It's about as good as apropo, 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 apropo. That one. Apropo. apropo. Yes. That, okay. Apropo. Yes. <laughs> my joke was better off of that with my potpourri joke. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that the most important part of this is jokes. Apropo. apropo. Um, Got to practice that one. Apropo. 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 Apropos. Okay, we're moving on. I feel like Scooby-Doo. Okay, so then there's a question of days, or a, a week, let's say. Uh, do either of you know where the seven-day week came from? Well, I think we should have an even-day week. It makes more sense. We should make it eight. Carl, when a mommy month and a daddy month... Oh, boy. <laughs> wait, wait, stop. No. <laughs> Love each uh, other very much <laughs> yeah uh so the seven day week essentially originates from uh from what i've read um judaism um biblical origins um and so you know you're talking mesopotamian origin um abrahamic uh mosaic um and so yeah from from the Juda uh, judeo christian uh, mesh, mesh, um, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a seven day work week, and so that kind of or a seven not seven work week a seven day week that was um, that kind of became the the standard as we uh, um, standardized everything across the globe. Um, 
And so that's, uh, that's kind of where the week comes from. And then days, once again, those are pretty clear cut. How we measure days, obviously not, not as clear cut. And so we'll get a little bit into that. Um, day obviously being a full revolution of the earth. Uh, and you know, people obviously from the Neanderthals probably understood that. But um, how and why do we have 24 hours in a day as opposed to some other arbitrary number of hours? And why are there 60 minutes in a uh, an hour and 60 seconds in a minute? Well, clearly, uh, back when the that, Romans I'll switch were, it. yeah. I was going to say back when the Romans were uh, were setting things up, they just looked at a clock and they said, "Oh, well, look at this. It's divided up in sixty minutes to an hour." So that's right. Chicken or the egg? Real question. You know, the clock comes first. <laughs> no. I, so yeah, that uh, I'm guessing it's a more recent uh, in, invention than um, the months. Uh, right? Well. Did it by Not, 24 so, hours? I mean, a lot of the standardization is, right? And, and that this goes across the board. Uh, and we'll, I want to get into that a little bit more in a second. But it turns out, once again, we have a lot of this to thank on the, uh, for, to the uh, Egyptians, who were very ahead of their time in a lot of things. Um, well, and, we, they were run by space aliens. Ah, so. yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, how Makes else sense. did you build those pyramids? <laughs> uh, and so they they kind of figured out a 24-hour clock um they had 12 hours of the day marked by sundials um and they had 12 hours during the day and then at night they figured out a, a way of counting stars that and that came down to 12 12 stars that they counted during Who the night again? the egyptians egyptians okay yeah so the astronomers and and some um that helped them figure out at night and anyway so they, they and that's how they came down to a, a kind of a 24-hour day um 12 at night and then 12 12 a day during day. the day exactly yeah so um and then as far as the 60 minutes and 60 seconds uh that is more recent but uh that the babylonians um used the sexagesimal system base 60. interesting um, and so that system yeah exactly base 60 does sound weird doesn't it um be a good name for a band no just you wait uh and so that along with some greek um astronomers uh they started trying to standardize the the distance between these stars and, and latitude and longitude, and that started making its way over into the counting of time. As you can imagine, that makes sense as you're talking about um, the way you're trying to count the distance, uh, to count time based on stars um, and how stars move. Then you're going to be and and if you've already been measuring the distance between stars in a sexagesimal system based on degrees and um, and that's where, you know, we, as we start talking about minutes, uh, that if you know how you measure distance in uh, degrees, those can often be those can be referred to as kind of minutes or degrees as well. Um, anyway, mm. so uh, and that's kind of a very layman uh, understanding of how we got the um, seconds and minutes as well. It's a sexagesimal system coming from Babylonians plus a Greek Greek astro astronomers starting to um, 
devised systems of latitude and longitude that then translated over into the time system by being able to count um, as as stars moved. We're, we're counting seconds and minutes. Um, so that's uh, and th those were base 60 systems. And so that's how they moved over into minutes and, and seconds, minutes, hours. Uh, hours obviously already counted to 24. So any relation between the Babylonian system and the Chinese system, both having a base 60? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, in the articles I read, didn't they did not talk about the um, the Chinese systems? Chinese probably are getting a lot of a short end of the stick in this. Um, they they once again were also had their own system set up, and a lot of them made sense as well. But in the uh, at least the articles I read were at least uh, giving credit to um, either Western or Middle Eastern sources more, much more than Chinese. Um, so. Well. And probably the bottom line is what Cameron mentioned, that uh, both systems got their, you know, start from the aliens who came to visit. And, uh... Exactly. I mean, it's really it's the only thing that makes sense. That's so right. but here's my proposal. Um, I think along with America it should switch to the metric system. We should also go to a base 10 system for time. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sure that's about to happen, given that we can't even move over from uh, feet and miles, which make no sense to uh, meters and kilometers and all that kind of stuff. So, Well, when I become supreme world leader, I will do that for you all. Okay. So that would see the and Now, that's interesting. And of course, yeah, it will never happen. And I think one of the reasons why is because. Um, even more so than our, our conception. So uh, for speaking of Americans and our, you know, death grip on, you know, the American standardized system, uh, I guess the, the British would, would uh, point out that it's not the American system originally, but whatever. It's the imperial system, there just we so go. you know. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, those are so intuitive, you know, I, I know how fast 60 miles an hour is, how long one mile is, how far 10 feet is. Um, I think time is even more deeply ingrained. You know, I, I don't know what would happen to, you know, how it would feel to measure something not in seconds, but in, a, you know, some, you know, measurement that's like equivalent to a second and a half. Right. Not in hours, but to something that is, is equivalent to an hour and 15 minutes. It'd be weird. Um, Just call right. it a decade. Then it's space 10. Decant. I guess we could. We could keep seconds and minutes the same. And, you know, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to move on from this <laughs> uh, hypothetical system. seconds make one minute. What's it does tell the world. You, you are highlighting the fact that yeah, like you said, these systems are arbitrary, right? They they are coming. They they came come from us to us from antiquity uh, through kind of chance. Um, Apropos. Bless you. <laughs> um, okay, so swear in German. Uh, yeah, so th then there's this question of when everything became standardized, right? So these systems, like I said, there are different cultures that had them at different times, um, and the the standardization of time is a very recent type of uh, uh, development. Do either of you have any idea why or what precipitated um, the standardization? Uh, let's say time zones, for example. That's a totally... 
natural question. Um, what I would say standardization happened because of expansion. When everybody lived close in one city, it's easy to be all in the same time. But as you go farther across the world and communication becomes stronger, you know, you can't all be, you know, the world's, the world's big. Part of it's in day, part of it's in night. I will, I will add, I think standardization became necessary because of speed. Um, it, there was no need to, um, you know, noon was always just when the sun was directly overhead and you weren't going anywhere fast enough for it to really be a worry, you know, what time it was, you know, a, you know, a few hours or, or even a few days travel one way or the other. Um, if I, I think I remember hearing that it was really the advent of trains, which allowed for the first high speed, long distance movement that necessitated um, time zones because they had to be able to um, synchronize and, you know, ding, so. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yep. All right. So go ahead and give us the, the full story. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is before, you mentioned most everything that I've, I've been reading as far as before before that time was all local. Um, like I said, people set their the time based on their uh, noon at their place, right? At, at, at where they were, uh, if it was, you know, when the sun's overhead, that's noon. Um, and so, but yeah, as, as we started globalization in particular, um, the uh, advent of uh, the railway, um, all of a sudden we need to be able to track, um, you know, times that way across across regions. And so that started getting set up um, in the year, let's see, uh, United States Railroad Companies uh, started using them. It's in like year. about 100 years. Yeah, so 1883 was when they started being in uh, in use uh, in 1878 a canadian so uh thanks canadian uh, that we have some canadian listeners canada. so thank you for the time zones uda uh, uh where uh it says sir sanford fleming proposed a system where worldwide time uh, time zones that we use today so that is you know in the grand uh, obvious grand scheme of things that's really recent uh, that we have time zones obviously uh, effectively, we had some semblance of, you know, people recognize that, you know, time is different based on where you were, but the globalization and standardization of it is a, a relatively recent development uh, based on, um, yeah, our, the ability we had to travel on rail. So, What about some countries that refuse to be split into time zones, like <laughs> Russia? Right, China. Russia is, it's China. China, uh, yeah, I mean, governments still have the final say. Um and so it is the case that different governments uh, did adopt this uh, time zone system at different uh, different rates at different. So it wasn't the case that there was some global authority that imposed it. It's just in order to uh, you know uh, set up a system that worked across the globe, different governments adopted this system um, as it became uh, advantageous for them to do so. So um, so yeah, yeah that's the history. Should we get started on daylight savings and how it's pointless? <laughs> We're, we are not. Indeed it is. We are not talking about daylight savings. Come to beautiful Arizona where we don't I will plug out for such uh, shenanigans. 
I'll do a good plug for a good YouTube channel. Uh, CP Gray does a beautiful job explaining how stupid uh, daylight savings is. Huzzah! Click and the, the problems that we actually run into it because not all countries start and end daylight savings at the same time, which causes a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, not all so, countries actually do it. So yeah. Um. Okay. So that's anyway. That's uh. Time zones, we won't play with that anymore either. But I wanted to hit on one more really interesting thing before we finish off this podcast, and this is time awareness. So these are all arbitrary measurements of time for the most part. Well, beyond, obviously, a day, revolution of the Earth, and a year, or revolution around the sun. But even that, and, um, you know, if what does that mean if we were on a different planet? Um, obviously, then we're different... Uh, Years are different, and, and days are different, and, and so time seems largely arbitrary. Um, so we should start going by Star Trek, star date. <laughs> right. Ooh. So so I guess that more question, the question of how does time play out in the mind? The, our, our perception of time is largely what matters, given that we're talking about our finite existence here. Um, what uh, what do you guys? So uh, let's start with the phrase: "A watch pot never boils." Um, why no, I've seen it boil. <laughs> why why is that a saying? And what does that have? A, you know, what insight can you give to on uh, perception of time? Um, well, I I think it the the perception that it's saying is when you're watching something, it takes longer for it to happen. Uh, than when you're distracted. So when you're focused on something, time seems to move slowly or more slower. Um, Specifically with anticipation. If it's uh, yeah. hoped for or, yeah, an event you're waiting for and looking forward to, um, psychologically, you... I don't think you have to be looking forward to something. It could be something bad, you know. Well, I, I, I think if, uh, on the contrary, if you're dreading something, then uh, you're, you're hoping it won't go, then it, then it creeps up on you, right? And, and all of a sudden it's here, right? Oh, I need more time to, you know, to finish my, oh, I'm out of time, right? And um, how, how did it go so quickly? That's just because you're a good procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Yeah, it turns out in, in this in the, the fields of science that study these types of time perception issues, there are lots of different things that affect how we perceive time pass, and they can measure them uh, to some degree, which is really interesting. Um, for example, there's something called the oddball effect. Um, so essentially, the idea there is um, Isn't that a Bond villain. <laughs> odd job. It's close. <laughs> So essentially, if if uh, uh, I'll read the Wikipedia definition and then I'll try to give it a better uh, layman, uh, says perception of the duration of an event seems to be modulated by our recent experiences. Humans typically overestimate the perceived duration of the initial event in a stream of identical events. Um, I would say we tend to exaggerate, not overestimate. Well, no, literally overestimate. Literally, so the first time you see something happen or something different happens, all something inside of us tells is 
perceives that time to be longer because we are taking in more somehow. Um, I wonder if so it's is that when we're a child, things a year seals like forever. Versus that's a different thing. Adults. That's a different thing. I wonder if it's because our attention is more engaged. You know, we're taking everything in and all of that processing, um, it, you know, it, it registers as time passing. And then by the time I've done it 10 times, I'm not as engaged. I'm not needing to process as much. And so it doesn't register with me as as much time passing. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I guess I'm no I'm no obviously uh neuroscientist here uh but um the i will claim to be since no one can check to verify <laughs> oh people that. people know You're that's not, not true <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's uh, that was one of the interesting things um here's another one the kappa effect the kappa effect or perceptual time dilation is a form of temporal illusion verifiable by experiment wherein the temporal du duration between a sequence of consecutive stimuli is thought to be relatively longer or shorter than its actual elapsed time due to the spatial auditory tactile separation between each consecutive stimuli. Okay, so that's a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. So generally the idea there is that, okay, and it gives us example in the Wikipedia as well. If you've got a trip um, and you split that trip up into um, two equal amounts of time, but uh, the first chunk of it you travel faster so you go further but you and you travel faster uh and then the second chunk is this, once again same amount of time but you travel slower and go uh slower um you travel slower and go less far uh it the one that see that the play, time that you go faster that first part of the the trip where you go faster um will seem to take longer even though it's the same amount of time as the second one, huh? Because so. more you're you're passing more, and therefore you you think that more right. time is passing. Right, exactly. The, the, the stimuli you're seeing more things, and so it seems like you more time has elapsed, even though the same amount of time will have elapsed in the next trip, uh, but you just don't see as much. You, you're not taking in as much. So interesting. So the, the stimuli that we receive really affects the uh, way that we perceive time. Um, and that's, once again, this idea of a watch pot doesn't boil. Um, if you're just staring at something, right, what stimuli you're receiving. Um, well, anyway, that's, there, like I said, lots of different things. Uh, chronostasis is one another way where you, uh, anyway, we won't dig into all of these. But what, what some of the other ones the camera already mentioned are changes with age. For example, Tim, um, being wicked old, it generally underestimates a given interval of time. Yeah, like, I feel like we've been talking for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that, that is another interesting one that they can measure, right? So kids um, think that, uh, you know, they, they overestimate an amount of time. Um, an actual amount of time. So if you say, how long was that? And it's actually been five minutes. They'll say, oh, that was 10, 15 minutes. We're, in a, we're in a, a mature adult or, you know, an octogenarian, someone getting up there in years will say, oh, that was, you know, three or four minutes. Um, what was that chronostasis or whatever thing you mentioned? You have to tell us what it is now. Oh, you want me to go back to that one? 
Yeah. Okay. The perception of space and time undergoes distortions during rapid psychotic eye movements. Chronostasis is a time of temporal illusion, uh, illusion in which a f- the first impression following the introduction of a new event or task demand to the brain appears to be in, extended in time. So that's kind of a, related to the oddball effect, at least the way I understand it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. The, the most, it says the most well-known version of this illusion is known as a stopped clock illusion, where a subject's first impression of the second-hand movement on an analog clock, sub- subsequent to the ones that directed attention. So if you're just looking at the clock, the perception is that the first second takes a long time. And after that, it gets back up to speed. Oh, huh. Okay. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, changes with age. Are we going to talk about, like, internal clocks or anything like that? You mean, like, uh, I have, like, for me, I have a fairly good perception of time elapsed when I'm doing certain activities. Is that just because I've done those activities a long time enough that I can just know? I, I believe it's, as from what I've been reading, it really has, there's a lot of different things that go into it um, as to how we, how well we perceive time. But there is something inside, neurologically inside of us, that is there to keep time. It, it marks time for us. And when our system gets a jolt, something changes, be it fear, a fear factor or some emotional response that it can throw off that, that, that ticker in our head. Um, and that's when our perception changes. Hmm. So lots of, um, lots of studies that have been done on this recently. It was really interesting to do some reading about this, but uh, generally I think that's really useful to know that the passage of time does, is influenced um, by um, different stimuli. And so um, understanding that can also help you understand, you know, where, um, some of these different things that you experience in your life as far as when you're, when you're scared, like I said, fear is one of the big ones that um, affects your perception of time. Mm. Um, uh, empathy. So if I want time to go slower. I just need to have lots of stimulus all the time or new stimulus all or the be time. Afraid. Or Maybe be afraid. Maybe hire someone to like stalk you and like threaten you. You know, I think there's an SNL skit about that um, scared, scared gym, um, where they send somebody to scare you and try to beat you up um, to get you to uh, be more fit. It's cutting edge. That's right. Hey, Cameron, here's something on you. You talked about internal um, like clocks or whatever. Um, they, they have done studies where they've had people stay in caves for long periods of time. And they've measured their kind of their circadian rhythm to see, you know, how like how long they would sleep and how long they would eventually their kind of day period of day would be. And um, there was some variation, Um, a group that went and spent from five to 13 days and one subject adopted a period of 30 hours. So a 30 hour day, one of 27 initially decreasing to 24 to 25 hours. One person was uh, stayed in a cave for 127 days and eventually got into a kind of circadian circadian rhythm of about 25 uh, hours so slightly longer than a you know a standard day day day. but um anyways interesting Uh, we don't think about 
how sunlight, how our bodies are synced to sunlight and how it can throw us off when we do things like, um, you know, work a graveyard shift or, you know, run lots of lights or, or stare at, you know, screens late into the night and it can kind of throw off our sleep rhythms. So they do a lot of graveyard shifts, so I'm well aware of that. And um, I say this as I stare at a large, bright screen at 1030 <laughs> at night. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so but I wonder, are, go ahead. Would a group versus individual change that? If you had a group of people in the cave, would people synchronize? Yeah. It seems like most people their their rhythm was slightly longer than twenty four hours. But but it, yeah, again, it said it does say that one group of four woke awoke roughly every twenty four hours. Um, so maybe having more people would kind of normalize that, and and you get closer to like the human average yeah yeah it'd yeah, be interesting, interesting to see. right there are lots of lots of questions lots of research and so we'll finish up but they said there's there's lots of research going on in this area and it says the research has important implications for our understanding of attention deficit hyperactivity so ADHD uh, uh. uh post traumatic stress disorders depression schizophrenia uh, all of these things are are temporal awareness type of issues, and so they they can understand a bit how, you know, our we process um, time. They think that they they have a better understanding of how to treat those types of issues, because all of those have an effect on on time. So de- they they measured they've done studies on d- depression and and time perception, and uh, turns out that when you're depressed, uh, let me get this right here before I misquote it, but. Um, would say time may, is longer. It's a, no, it says depression may increase one's ability to perceive time accurately. One study of really? assessed, yeah, assessed this concept by asking subjects to estimate the time that has passed during re- intervals ranging from three seconds to 65 seconds. Results indicated that depressed subjects more accurately estimated the amount of time that had passed than non-depressed patients. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so they're clearly um, some, some relationship there uh, as far as because um, people have a more acute sense of time. Huh. Yeah, so that's for, interesting. For whatever reason. So, anyway, um, I'm really interested in that type of uh, type of research into measurements of time. That's our obviously our neuro uh, uh, measurements, neuro, neurological measurements of time, as opposed to what we started the podcast with, which is kind of these are uh, and um, calendar uh, and uh, pragmatic ways of measuring time, but. Uh, that is uh, as what I've what I had prepared for. So, Cameron, Tim, any final words? I will just you go. I will just put this out as a a personal observation that I'm curious if anyone else has experienced. Um, I underwent a very minor operation um, a, a couple years ago, I think, where I was I was uh, you know under anesthesia, kind of put put out. For I think a couple of hours, and I remember the this sensation from falling, you know, falling asleep under the anesthesia to waking up. What it was different than the sensation of falling to sleep at night or in a nap and waking up after. And I, it was the the bizarre thing was after falling asleep and waking up in the morning, I still I wake up with a sense of time having passed. But when I woke up from the anesthesia, it was just there was no sensation of time having passed. I, you know, might as well have just like gone under and right back up for how it felt. 
So I'm wondering if anyone else has felt that you, if you've, you know, gone under for an operation or something, if you've experienced that kind of the, the bizarre chop of consciousness, um, you know, going to sleep, we say we're going out of consciousness, but it's not the same as really being fully out of it from my experience. So I'm, anyways, I'll huh. just leave that out there well, for people. I would say I've also been under anesthesia and I did not have that same experience. Really? Yes. I wonder if it's different with different anesthetics too. Maybe, uh, maybe different ones have different awesome. effects. I don't know. There was a section um, on sleep here. Let me, let me touch on that as we leave. So we don't leave everyone on a cliffhanger. Perception <laughs> of time is temporarily suspended during sleep or more often during REM sleep. This can be attributed to the altered state of consciousness associated with sleep that prevents awareness of the surroundings. Uh -huh. Um, waking up a person subjectively feels no time has passed but reasons so that i guess that first sentence there makes it sound like um that time is suspended during rem sleep uh and so maybe you had a lot of dreams while you were out and cameron didn't <laughs> maybe they so. told me that i did not want to wake up from my anesthesia i was actually out longer than normal oh really Ooh. yes yeah Anyway, so anyway. open open questions. This is uh, anyway. My final thought was one minute is point oh two. If you ever have to do a time clock conversion, oh, good to know. You know, you, you know hours. How it's a base ten. You know the base sixty to base ten. Point oh two. Point oh two is one minute. All right. In a in a day. No, like one minute. Like, you know, when you're adding up much time to figure. So, like, money to time. You know what I mean? Money to like, time. Your, time is your, money. I'm confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, a conversion. It goes into a base 10 system. Okay. Right? Yes. Like, you get paid X amount per hour, which is a base 10. Oh, I see what you're saying. One minute is 0 0.02 of an hour I'm, of an hour that doesn't make any sense there's 60 in out of the that, no it's 0 0.02 that, okay me. all right well there you go yeah well, <laughs> okay one divided by 60 so yeah 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 well um, i just want to end by saying that this has been very apropos <laughs> <laughs> apropos there you go um Okay, well, uh, and hope you sleep well tonight, uh, everyone that's been listening. This is a very different take on uh, time than we did our last. Uh, we ended with our last one where we were getting sucked into a black hole. So hopefully uh, this so one... So hopefully you have no perception of time. Exactly. While you sleep, because <laughs> you're listening, sleeping better. Hopefully listening to this podcast was not like watching a pot of water boil. Uh, <laughs> And uh, when will it end? <laughs> Goodbye, everyone, and we'll see you next time.